0: spoke in the last video of the need for social conservatives to know what they believed in to avoid always being on the back foot against social liberals and to avoid the false impression that they were mere naysayers without a positive vision of the world. The core unit of society that any social conservative believes in is the family. The institution holding the family together is marriage. In recent years, marriage as we have always known it as the union of one man and one woman for life, forsaking all others, has been under direct attack. The attack has not taken the form of a frontal assault aiming at abolishing it. Instead, a more subtle approach has been taken by its critics and detractors, that of hollowing it out from within. The favoured means has been to redefine marriage, turning it by stages into something very different from the institution known and understood by societies for the vast majority of human history. Marriage is unique in that it institutionalizes a relationship between two individuals, a husband and a wife, in a public way for a purpose with public effects. No other personal relationship between two people has an institution to legitimize it, sanction it and approve it. That is because the primary purpose of marriage is unique and foundational for all societies. That primary purpose can be simply described as follows. To procreate and raise the next generation of society. It is because the very future of society is the subject matter that society takes an interest. It affects us all, whether we are married or not. It is not merely a private matter between two consenting individuals. The public nature of marriage is emphasized by the requirement for witnesses to the taking of vows. To restate, At the heart of marriage is the procreation and raising of children. That children need a mother and a father to bring them up successfully has been recognised for millennia. It is only recently that this notion has been challenged by social liberals. For thousands of years, no one questioned the necessity of a father and mother for raising a child. The understanding of this basic need was so ingrained into human nature that it can be truly described as instinctive. Just as children instinctively cling to their mother and father, so the rest of society instinctively recognise that primal bond. No little effort has been spent in the last few years to undermine and break it. Yet extensive research has borne out the traditional understanding that children fare best when brought up by both their natural parents who are living together as a married couple. It is important to remember this when the liberal left try to redefine marriage as a union between two people of the same sex, or even between multiple partners in a polyamorous arrangement. The primary intended beneficiaries of marriage are children. The pairing together of couples of the same sex denies the child that close, regular contact with both his or her natural parents that is so crucial to a healthy, balanced upbringing. To bring up a child in a household that acts one of his or her parents is to deny the child something very important to their development and their own identity. For many years, this was recognised in adoption. Of course, the adoptive parents were not the child's natural parents, but they followed, as closely as possible, the family structure that the child's natural parents would have provided. Most crucially, of course, they were a mother and a father to the child, giving their adopted son or daughter love and care in an environment of parental complementarity. A same-sex couple, by definition, cannot procreate. Two men cannot bring a new life into the world, Neither can two women. When a same-sex couple tell the world that they are expecting a child, a member of the opposite sex has to be involved. That person of the opposite sex, the child's natural mother or father, in fact, is normally excluded from the child's life. This is why, to a social conservative, same-sex marriage makes no sense, because it does not perform the primary purpose of a marriage, procreating and raising children. The same-sex couple cannot procreate, and the child is not brought up by both his or her natural parents. But redefining marriages including same-sex unions is not the only direction from which conventional marriage has been attacked in recent times. There is another vital aspect of marriage that has also been changed, the lifelong, indissoluble nature of the union. I speak, of course, of the ever more liberal laws on divorce that have been impacting marriage for over half a century. Although there have been several changes in legislation, the direction of travel has been the same in each case. To make it ever easier to end a marriage, based on flimsier and flimsier reasons, As now adultery, that betrayal of trust that refers back directly to the procreative purpose of the marriage bond, is no longer required as a necessary justification for divorce. What are termed irreconcilable differences are sufficient. And in the legislation allowing same-sex unions, adultery is not even mentioned, for the same reason that consummation is not, because neither is technically possible in a same-sex union. The result of divorce legislation has been entirely predictable, a large rise in the number of divorces and a resulting change in many people's attitudes towards marriage as an institution. Sadly, marriage is entered into now by many with an unspoken expectation that it will not be for life. Again the pattern is repeated a liberalisation of the law for the benefit of one or other of the marriage partners, and a worsening of circumstances for any children. As I mentioned before, the primary intended beneficiaries of marriage are children, and it is this foundational feature of the institution around which social conservatives must rally. Yet children are the last people that our lawmakers give any serious thought to when framing new regulations. The latest proposed change by the British government is an example. The suggested introduction of no-fault divorces is aimed at reducing the stress and conflict to the spouses involved in a divorce procedure. No consideration is given, however, to the children of the family. Indeed, it is hard to see how making the departure of one of their parents easier and more likely is benefiting them at all. Their parents could part from one another in a matter of a few months, quicker than ever, with no real chance to reconsider, leaving the children fatherless or, less frequently, motherless. I repeat, how are their lives made better? By not having their parents arguing all the time? No relationship is perfect, but given the choice, most children would prefer rowing parents to just one. It is important that social conservatives understand the principles underpinning their views and beliefs, and the institution of marriage is one area where thinking has been woolly and confused in recent times. Social liberals have experienced very little effective opposition to their plans to change every basic social structure that is necessary to human flourishing. Marriage must be defended by going back to first principles, to the foundational purpose of matrimony, that of procreating and raising children, the next generation of society. Because of this lack of clarity by conservatives over marriage, Social liberals have been able to redefine marriage's chief purpose as a public declaration of love for another person. This is completely untrue. We all have loving relationships with a variety of different people, be they family or friends. None of them require a public institution to approve them. No other loving relationship requires vows to be taken, pledging exclusive loyalty until death, or any sort of vows at all. And a couple who are romantically involved are already in love, and quite likely have already told everyone they know and have signalled to many strangers by their public behaviour that they are in love. All this before any marriage has taken place. So the liberal notion that that is what marriage is for is obvious nonsense. Marriage is a unique public institution, privileged and protected by societies for thousands of years because of the possibility of children and all that flows from that for the families themselves, but also for wider society. Much recent legislation on marriage passed by governments, be it on same-sex unions or divorce, has been against the best interests of children, and therefore of future society. That should be the starting point for social conservatives, if they are to have a chance of reversing the destructive direction that society has been taking for the past half-century or so.